1: Welcome back to the official SCC Slow Smoke podcast, take three. I'm your host, Alex. Hopefully, I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Holt Smash and Mr. J.B. Brooks. Mr. J.B. Brooks, you out there? I'm out here somewhere in the universe,
2: but it's good to hear your voice, Alex. I love hearing it.
1: Yeah. I um actually listened to our podcast the other day on the run, and I realized I need to talk slower like Holt told me in the very beginning. Is that right, Holt?
3: No, man. You need to talk
1: way faster, actually. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I'll, I'll see what I can do here.
3: Also, here's, to... some, here's some chirping in the background. You got, a, you got a pet cricket or something right there? What's up? I got a pet bird named Petey. <laughs> but um,
1: he'll hopefully be quiet for most of the show. I try to tell him to be respectful of the show. But we'll see how well he listens or or sees me. What kind
3: you sell a dead bird to a blanket?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I took care of it, <laughs> <laughs> Debbie. I only. I wish you could understand what we were talking about. But. No,
2: but I'm curious. What kind of bird feed do you buy
1: for Petey? Well, if you saw it tonight on SEC Slow Smoke Twitter, um, those burgers weren't just for me. That was for my pet bird Petey. Okay. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, I didn't know that uh, birds ate burger meat. That's it's crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah, I know. Maybe ostriches? I don't know.
1: No, it's just a just a regular old bird. pee' They've been with me since the beginning.
3: Um, Holt, did the burgers look good to you on uh, your phone? Yeah, they did. Um, I wish I could have been there. I actually cooked up some myself on the skillet because I was too lazy to uh, do the whole thing with the grill and the charcoal and all that. So yeah. I cooked, cooked some in the skillet. They're actually really good. Um, I did, like, the like the smash method, I think is what Switch it's it. called, where, okay. like, you roll the meat up into a ball, and then, like, when you put it on the hot skillet, you, like, push it down with the uh, um, spatula, like, really hard so it, like, flattens out, like, almost mm-hmm. evenly, and you squish it, like, as far down as it can go, and it, it cooks it, like, really well, like, on both sides, kind of, like, diner style or something like that. I have not
1: heard that before but that's I feel like that's basically what I do because I uh, made my own patties and in order to cook the burgers how thick they were on the skillet um, you have to mash it down and flatten it out pretty good because otherwise you're never going to cook on the inside so that's what I basically I feel like I did without doing exactly what you did
3: Yeah, well I mean if you I guess form it in a certain way then I guess you wouldn't have to flatten it but I, I just like to I think it's better when you roll it up into a ball and then flatten it like on the skillet like that. But JB, where do anything. you where
1: do you stand, JB, on the burgers, on the skillet versus the grill? Obviously, the grill, <laughs> most people say, is better, but the skillet is actually, I believe, underrated in this day and age.
2: Well, first, first things first, I had a uh, burger today as well, and I had a third method. Mine was on a George Foreman grill, and had you- it on a George Foreman grill and have it done in under five minutes granted that's the worst of the three that we've mentioned <laughs> Yeah, but it's was... it's it's fast it's fast but it's you know it's you get what you get but uh as far as a uh, griddle style or uh charbroiled on a gas grill i'd probably go uh old fashioned greasy if i have to pick the two i like both evenly but what i really want to buy uh is one of those uh griddle skillets that you can put over a uh, stove and it's shaped like a griddle, so you can just put it over the stove and cook a perfect, uh, you know, griddle burger. Because sometimes in the skillets, you can get a little uneven at times, and it doesn't cook it as perfectly as I do in a diner. But with the griddle, you can cook it perfectly and put, like, some butter on it and everything.
1: So you're saying that skillet burger is your top burger?
2: Yeah, I would go with, uh,
1: yeah, skillet. Yeah, I, I still think I like grilled better, but um I I still will eat a skillet burger and so love it very, very much. Uh I gotta put some butter in there. Yeah, make it a little bit more unhealthy. I put some butter. Hold do you put butter in the skillet before you cook it? Uh I just put olive oil. Oh, yeah. I put butter on the bun. Yeah. It's pretty good. And hold on. Onions, lettuce, pickles, mayonnaise and ketchup.
3: If I was doing it my way, I would definitely have mayonnaise on it. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to be a little bit healthier, so I just stuck with uh, some some uh, no-sugar ketchup and some lettuce. And I, I, I will do onions, but it's just kind of a lot of work to chop up some onions. I'll just, like, just forget it. Yeah, I think I'm going to get, like, a, a vegetable chopper
1: uh, soon because it does take a lot of to chop up any vegetables with a knife. I, I
3: know it sounds super lazy, but, I mean, dang, it takes a while. And it's so much work, and it's by far the least good part of the meal. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like, if you're going to cut Tom off, that's like the best way to do it is just say screw the vegetables. I did some some burgers, and then I did
1: Orida uh, crisp, what's you call it, crinkle fries in the oven with uh, some world-famous Huey seasoning on top of the burger and the fries. So it's pretty good,
3: I thought. I was missing some of that today. I ran out a while back, and I haven't, I haven't had any, so I've been just having to roll with. Salt and pepper. And honestly, what I usually do is I'll put a little bit of Tony Sachery's on there. Not a lot, but just a little bit, just to give it a little extra something.
1: Is Tony's one of those things where you can truly say you put that shit on everything?
3: I really do put that shit on everything. I'll put it on French fries. I'll put it on, like, pota- like potatoes. i put it on all kinds of meat, like chicken, beef, like, whatever. I mean, I-, I literally put that on pretty much everything. Before we run down
1: and talk about burgers for the next hour, let's uh, set the show here. Um so it's the off season uh for football. is over with. There's still baseball going on, so we'll talk a little bit about baseball, but since it is the off season, this is kind of one of those shows where you can uh get creative in what you want to talk about because you don't have to talk about next week's game or the game that just happened or games that just happened. So we came together and decided we are going to talk about the fun topic of conference realignment, which is a uh, popular topic at as always no matter what time of the season, but I think it's a good time now. To talk about it for an extended period of time. Now, before we get into conference realignment, I also want to ask Cole: Did you know that Waffle House does serve burgers there, like on the, like
3: the cheap menu? Like yeah, the I didn't un- know that. Have you ever gotten a Waffle House burger? No, I've not. I'm sure it's not bad. No, you know, it's
2: it's not that good. I've had it, and yeah. the burger was like really dry. It's not it's not the best quality meat. I mean, you, I, if you go to Waffle House. You're going to get burger meat, maybe do a patty mouth, but just a regular burger on a bun,
3: skip out on it. It's- I just remember, uh, this is really random, but like about two years ago, uh, I was living in, in Rome, Georgia, and it was like a Tuesday night at like midnight, and my dad had come down to help me move when I was about to move over to Mississippi, and he was like, he we got in the car, and he was like, where can we get a steak right now? And I'm like, <laughs> pretty sure the only place it's open right now is Waffle House. <laughs> And then he's like, all right, well, they have steak, don't they? And I was like, I guess so. And he got a steak from freaking Waffle House. And he said it wasn't that bad. But it didn't look very good. No,
1: um, I, I've i been to Waffle House before and gotten a burger. I've been with people that got a burgers because it's, like, really cheap. But it's, like JB said, not great at all. So um, never never stray too far from the breakfast there. Uh, you can't go wrong. Um, I'm very surprised to hear that our dear friend JB here was actually craving Waffle House for the first time in many, many years, if not ever in his life. Don't know what was going through your mind, j b. How much weed did you smoke before you were like, "I really want some waffle house?
2: I think at that point, I was just extremely desperate for some really good food because I'd been uh budgeting for a few days, so at that point, I would just take anything, so I would have settled for waffle House
1: JB, are you like panhandling on the side of the road there for food no
2: no, <laughs> but i do have I do have some cardboard and a sharpie but i that I can ride you know whenever I need to but Right now, I haven't had to resort to that.
1: Yeah, I um mench- uh, <laughs> <laughs> echoing your 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 stake there whole story from Walfoss, so I had Cracker Barrel on Sunday, and um, I'm, I'm assuming you both knew this, but I probably came to the realization of this about two or three Cracker Barrel trips ago. But I just realized that like Cracker Barrel is literally always on every single like middle of nowhere highway, whatever trip you ever take.
3: Interstate, yeah. They're, like, all along – like, every interstate exit, like, in the middle of nowhere, there's, like, a Cracker Barrel. Yeah, so I probably discovered it or, I guess, came to
1: realization about it, like, a year or two ago. And I was like, man, this is – Damn, Alex.
2: That's
1: really cool.
2: That's part of their their marketing. And then, of course, you see all the billboards, too. Like, oh, yeah, nine miles ahead, exit 72. Come get some home-style biscuits at Cracker Barrel.
1: Yeah, I'm just not not a very smart man, JB, like you. So I couldn't figure it out. But um, I did get (laughs) – And every time, every time I order it, I'm usually now, now I'm usually with my girl and like, she always laughs at me whenever I order it because it's called the country boy breakfast. And every time I order it, like, I look so happy when I say that (laughs) (laughs) and she always laughs at me. And then I was always also now, like, since I, everybody knows I'm going to get in with a group, everybody like just waits on me to order it. And like, everybody just gets all quiet. I feel like the whole restaurant like stops playing music, stops, the registers at the front and like waits for Alex voice to hear me say, oh, I'll have the uh country boy breakfast.
3: <laughs> I mean so, who would who
1: wouldn't be happy about getting a country boy breakfast from yeah. Cracker Barrel? Yeah, plus you get the biscuits and gravy and like the lady came back with some gravy and she says this is gonna be enough I said, Hell no it's not. What do you think this is? So I got some more gravy and then I ate my girlfriend's food. So it was it was a pretty good cracker Barrel trip all around. Oh yeah. I enjoyed it. Um but getting on moving on um other news so it was, it was a wedding weekend for me which was a big big weekend but the only reason i want to tell you about this is because it was in Asheville, north carolina which uh north carolina does claim barbecue like memphis does and at the rehearsal dinner friday night they had uh, barbecue and it wasn't like cheap barbecue it was like very very good barbecue pulled pork pulled chicken uh cornbread different kinds of pies, a potato salad. And they had like just a shit ton of ribs. So I went crazy and I was probably the only one that went through like seconds, maybe thirds, but, um, Is it was really...
3: J- JB at your uh, graduation party with all, you know, the barbecue. No, I don't, I don't think that can be replicated. <laughs> but... Your dad's, your dad still talks about that, doesn't he? <laughs> he, ta- he it was funny.
1: <laughs> he talks about that. My mom talks about JB going to Waterburger Whataburger and uh, Bojangles <laughs> the same day or same trip. <laughs> It's like they both have their own unique story of JB, but um, it was pretty good. JB, did you get a chance to look up 12 Bones?
2: No, I didn't, but uh, as soon as we're done recording, I will definitely look it up, because you know I am a barbecue connoisseur, kind of and like un- unlike how you think that I am just a barbecue snob and won't try a different barbecue, I will definitely try a different barbecue with an open mind, and I'll be more than happy to tell you if it's good.
1: I think you'll try it. I just don't think... I, I think, like, you'll, you'll try it, but I don't think you'll – it's like you have something preventing you from saying something is good. But maybe maybe you do have an open mind. That would be that'd make me happy if you uh, have an open mind. This barbecue specifically I think you would love. I think both of you would love the ribs. Um, I don't know if I want to go as far to say it was the best ribs I've ever had, but they were really, really good. And I don't know my official ranking, but definitely top five ribs. Surprisingly,
2: some of the best brisket I've ever had was at this place in Destin called Lily's Q, and I've never been a brisket person, but the brisket from there was pretty phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. Anyway, let's get on to the show here. Holt,
3: who is the best baseball team in SEC? Um, I think a lot of people would say Vanderbilt. I don't really – like Vanderbilt quite as much um I think they're just kind of I mean I think they're really good but they're in the east and life's a little bit easier over there um I would have to say probably either Arkansas or Mississippi State and since Arkansas did sweep Mississippi State a couple weeks ago I'd probably have to give Arkansas the slight edge on that one um I just think they're they're a really hot team right now they're they're really rolling they did drop one game to Kentucky over the weekend they still won two out of three so uh obviously they're a really good team and uh you know, Mississippi State, I think, is right there with them. And had that series been played in Starville, I think it could have gone the other way. And, uh, you know, Texas a and has had a couple of tough series losses in a row. Obviously, they got swept at Ole Miss, and then they just lost two out of three to Mississippi State at home. But I still think that they're really a really tough team. I'm going to continue to uh, hype them up as long as the season goes on. And, uh, you know, with the, their starting pitching, whoever catches them in a regional is really going to have their hands full. Well, I did do some research before this podcast started for some
1: baseball here. And I did notice that Vanderbilt has won a shit ton of games in a row. And I just counted it was, it it is 11 games in a row. And the last game they lost Holt, was to Arkansas, but they won two out of three for that weekend. Um, so we've, we've been tweeting out this question, who is the best SEC baseball team? And most people say Arkansas or Vanderbilt. Some people say Mississippi State, but um Everybody, the consensus answer, and most of these are Arkansas fans, are saying this, that um, Vanderbilt might be the best team, but Arkansas is the hottest team right now. And I think that might hold true. I don't know who Arkansas has lost to last. I'd have to look that up, but Arkansas is playing really well. But at the same time, Vanderbilt did beat South Carolina 22-11 to this weekend. Um, yeah, so South that- Carolina is an absolute dumpster fire right now. Yeah, twenty two eleven. Regardless of any SEC team is pretty, um, pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, I could, I can imagine. Also, Holt. Another question. Um, I was looking up Vanderbilt baseball a little bit more, and noticed like I thought Vanderbilt's you know always been a powerhouse, but then I looked it up and Vanderbilt has not always been a powerhouse. Before Tim Corbin, they were not a powerhouse. They were I guess respectable, but I guess Tim Corbin has built them up into a powerhouse. Did you know about that?
3: Oh, yeah, and, you know, I mean, there's so many Vanderbilt players in MLB now just that have played for him, and he's really turned that program into (laughs) a blue blood and one of the top programs in the country, and as far as putting guys in the big leagues, I mean, they're just as good as anybody. I mean, I was just watching the Braves-Dodgers game, and Walker Buehler and Dansby Swanson were facing off against each other, and they were roommates at Vanderbilt, and, uh, you know, obviously Kyle Wright and you know, I mean, you could just go on, like, forever about Vanderbilt guys. There's so many of them in the big leagues, and David he's been Price. a big part of that. Yeah, David Price. I mean, there's – you could just go on forever. Was Tim Corbin in the running for the Texas head coach job at one point? I think – he was actually rumored for the Mississippi State job last year. Um, well, that's what I'm wondering. Because Vander- Vanderbilt
1: is what it is now. It's a it's a powerhouse, but –
3: From, from uh, what I understand, uh, he's been kind of looking to – not necessarily looking to leave, but very open to leaving just because of the lack of support that they get financially for facilities and, you know, stadium and all that kind of stuff. Because just like you're saying, they've become one of the top programs in the country. But, you know, a lot of SEC schools have kind of surpassed them, uh, facilities wise and, you know, with just their financial commitment to, to baseball. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's 57, so I don't know
1: if that means he's too old for baseball or what. But Bobby Cox coached, so what, he, what, he was like 75? Yeah, I mean, you
3: can coach baseball for a long time. It's, I definitely don't think he's nearing the end at all unless he just decides that he wants to hang it up. I don't know.
1: I don't know how they released it because Vanderbilt's a private school, but his annual salary is $2.3 million, which is a shit ton for a baseball coach. Um, I don't know how much Mississippi State coach is getting paid, but – um I know two point three million is quite a bit. also in the news, uh, your boy Hunter Renfro, our boy Hunter Renfro hit that grand slam, um, which I don't understand hold. Is. is he a bench player now?
3: no they they rotate and they have uh three outf- or four outfielders that play a lot and um I can't I'm totally drawing a blank on the guy's name, but uh like Fremil Frem Fremil Reyes or something like that I want to say. Mm -hmm. He's been, like, kind of a breakout player for the Padres this year, and he's been playing right field a lot. And, obviously, they have Will Myers, who's been playing left field a lot, and uh, he's one of the higher-paid players on the team. And then Manuel Margot in center field. So, they they have a lot of guys that they they can play out there, and, you know, it's kind of a – you know, they kind of like to mix it up. Hunter Renfro is
1: one of those players uh, that you like to talk about or a type of player – that you're talking about, like, for prospects that would fit your criteria? Because um, I guess you were saying earlier that prospects or scouts like power hitters now, unless you hit for a really, really high average. um, That's really good. But I guess prospects value power more than anything now. And uh, I was looking at Renfro. He doesn't have a high average, but he
3: does hit a lot of home runs. So does that fit into the uh, modern-day criteria for scouting? Yeah, I mean, I think you're always looking for – like, big guys who can hit for power and also be able to draw walks. And that's been kind of the knock on him is, you know, he hasn't been able to draw walks quite as well as some other guys. And, uh, you know, he strikes out a lot, but everybody strikes out a lot nowadays. So I feel like that's kind of something that isn't as big of a deal as it used to be, as long as you can keep it somewhat respectable. He also does have a cannon uh, in oh, my yeah. field. Great arm. He's got he's got decent speed, too. I mean, he's a good runner, but – yeah. You know, we, um, I don't think anybody wants to hear about Hunter Rampro unless there's a yeah. bunch of state fans listening.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's get on to the big important stuff, Holt. And J B, conference realignment. So um I'll let JB start it off here. What's your first take on conference realignment? You know people talk about it a lot. You think we're how far out do you think we are from conferences getting realigned again or teams getting switched around to different conferences?
2: I think it's going to happen within the next five years. I think it's inevitable that the SEC, the uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, and the ACC are all going to go to 16 teams. And I I can easily see it splitting into pods, you know, group pods of like four teams in four different divisions in each conference, or at least that's how I see the SEC possibly doing it. And I think obviously we have some different – there's different scenarios in which this could play out for the SEC – I mean, there's. it's rumored that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State is a package. It's also rumored Virginia Tech would want to have Virginia with them if they were to join the conference. Uh, West Virginia is a school that everyone throws in there as well. Some of the North Carolina schools, like at uh, North Carolina and NC State, have been rumored as well. But uh, obviously, the schools that never will happen will be four State, Clemson, uh, Texas, um, Georgia Tech. Schools like that yeah, won't Louisville. because – Louisville, because you have all these schools that are, you know, already have schools in that within that state that are in the SEC. There's a pact between those all those different schools to veto any in conference team, any any in state rival. So those are pipe dreams. Those are actually not even pipe dreams. Those are impossible. Those will never happen.
1: Hold uh, a lot of people said what JB has said before, or just just now that SEC is going to stay strong. ACC, Big Ten are going to stay strong. Um, but people aren't so confident about Big 12 and Pac-12. Out of those two conferences, which one do you think is the most sustainable long-term?
3: Uh, I mean, I still think it's the Pac-12 right now just because, you know, I think they're they're in the worst situation as of right this second, but I still think that long-term uh, the West Coast teams are going to have to stick together just because, you know, they can't be in the same conferences, teams all the way across the country, not just for football. Like for football, they could probably make it work, but for every other sport – you know, there's so much travel and there's so much money that goes into it that uh, I feel like all those West Coast schools are going to have to stay united somehow. And um, I think the, the one, and I think JB kind of alluded to this a minute ago, but the one that uh, definitely has the most potential to kind of break up and implode is the Big 12 just because, um, you know, Texas has their own Longhorn Network and they get a huge chunk out of, uh, you know, the... Uh, I guess like all the money the conference brings in Texas gets more than their fair share of that. And uh, a lot of the other schools aren't like super cool with that. And I think there's a small chance that Texas could decide to go independent at some point and Oklahoma and Oklahoma state could leave. And if that happens, then you pretty much don't have a power five conference anymore. So uh, it could kind of be just like a free for all. And I, I could see Oklahoma turning into sort of a free agent and that's kind of the interesting thing. And like JB also said, if Oklahoma and Oklahoma State decide to stay together, or they say they have to stay together, then that would give the Pac-12 a really good shot to get both of them. Because I don't think the SEC would take both of them. I think they'd probably only take Oklahoma. Yeah,
2: I agree with you on that. I can't see Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both joining the SEC. I do know for I do know from just from what we've read in the in the past year that Oklahoma is very interested in joining the SEC, and they have even flirted with the SEC slightly during the last realignment, but ultimately stayed in the, in the uh, Big 12
0: with Texas.
2: But I do think Oklahoma is a huge candidate to join the SEC when realignment opens up again. And like you said, Holt, I do think the Big 12 is going to break up in the next few years as well because I think Texas will go independent. And uh, you know, in the, Once Texas go in, goes independent, like you're not going to really have as many power schools in that conference as well. And that's also, and I think it's going to give them like an odd number. So it's, I do see the Big 12 eventually just breaking up. And that's what's going to really send things in disarray. And then you're just going to have four super conferences with 16 teams.
3: Yeah, I don't think Oklahoma would stay in the Big 12 if Texas left. I mean, they, I don't think they'd want to be like the only, you know, blue-blood college football program. You know, it's just it's going to be really hard for them to make the same kind of money without Texas. I think they would need – they would want to join another conference in that situation. And, and Texas, like just like you said, is not – I think the odds of them coming to the SEC is almost zero. So if they were going to join another conference, it would probably have to be the Pac-12 or maybe the Big Ten or the ACC. I don't know if they would be able to pull that off. That would be interesting to see if they could do that. But yeah. I think uh, – I wouldn't be surprised at all if Texas – just because, you know, them and their egos. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they tried to pull another Notre Dame and just say we're going to be independent.
2: Yeah, I actually would say Texas is more likely to be independent and join another conference. But if they did join another conference, I would probably lean them towards the Big Ten.
1: Well, that's funny you mentioned that because if you remember how Colorado got to the Pac twelve businesses, they were in the Big Twelve and um, they Tex or I think the Pac twelve wanted Texas originally. Uh, but they couldn't get Texas, so they ended up getting Colorado. I think they wanted Texas Oklahoma, but the whole reason why Texas even got the Longhorn Network is because it was like an agreement for them to stay in the Big 12 with that, which at that point makes the Big 12 very unfair for all the other teams because Texas just has the lion's share of revenue. They um, do. It's not, very
2: fair. It's not very fair. I don't understand
1: why you would say Texas would just go independent as opposed to joining the Pac-12. Notre Dame is independent, and some people can – debate on whether that's successful or not. I really think Notre Dame would benefit more if they join the ACC or Big Ten, but they're going to stay independent uh, as of now. But I think it's more beneficial for Texas to join the Pac-12 than it would be to be independent, and I don't understand why they would not. Um, I think they could I think they can make more money with being in a conference, but maybe they think they can make more money independent.
2: Exactly. And then with Texas uh, getting the Longhorn Network, that's really what started the shuffling in the Big Twelve. Because that's when Nebraska started to look elsewhere. They joined the Big Ten, and then Texas A&M and Missouri both left to go to the SEC. And you're talking about, let's see, Colorado, Missouri, Nebraska, and Texas A&M. Four, you know, pretty big blue blood t- schools in that conference, all gone. And that leaves you pretty much with Texas and Oklahoma as two of the uh, you know bigger blue blood type schools in that conference. No, no disrespect to schools like Iowa State and Kansas or Kansas State, but. When I think of the Big 12, those are the schools
1: I always thought of. And if we're talking about for football specifically on top of that, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. And then Colorado, um, it's funny you bring that up because I feel like they kind of just left the Big 12 because they kind of saw what was coming. And I think they were kind of afraid they were going to get left behind. And uh, they wanted to go ahead and jump ship before, you know, it's the ship sank, I guess. And uh, I think they were expecting it to happen back then, you know, because there was a lot of smoke, remember, a few years ago about it all happening, like, right then. But uh the big flow was able to kind of keep it together a little bit. But, uh yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun to talk about, and uh there's a lot of different possibilities, I think, that could happen, like, in the SEC that would, you know, be really cool. Before you even get into the possibilities, whole, what
1: would you – I mean, would you like, like, four super conferences like this, or would you, like, like it how it is or how it was? I personally – Wish the big 12 was as big as it once was. I kind of like diversity despite, despite being SEC slow smoked here. I I like diversity. I like the big 12 having a fight against SEC, the ACCs right now pretty competitive with SEC big 10 is as well. Um, I I like that personally. And I like more teams having a chance, but um, not everybody likes that. So I'm just curious about what your opinion is on super conferences versus more diversity.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm fine with it either way, if they wanted to do – if there was five major conferences or just four, like, 16-team conferences. You know, honestly, it doesn't really make a huge difference to me. The only thing that I care about is anytime we start talking about realignment, we have to talk about, like, you know, we have to see rivalries kind of disappear. And that's just something you really hate to see, especially for, like, some in-state schools like we've seen with Texas and Texas A&M. And, you know, like, obviously, like, Missouri-Kansas was, like, a really big rivalry for a really long time. And they – stop playing. So just stuff like that, you really just hate to see, and you hate to see those big robbery games go by the wayside. Yeah. And that's more, that's really more what I'm concerned about more so than like, you know, oh, there need to be five conferences instead of four. I mean, I don't, you know, it doesn't really, I don't think it matter to me that much. This is all
1: basically saying power five goes into power four or wherever, however you want to say it, but it's, we're still talking about the power five. What about the um, non-power five Schools and conferences. What would happen in a post or Power Five consolidation at that point when they consolidate into four conferences? What's going to happen to the
3: American Athletic Conference, Conference USA, Sun Belt? Are those going to consolidate as well? Well, I think it would have to turn into kind of a kind of how the Americans started. I mean, kind of just like a best of the rest type situation. You know, you try to do the best you can. You know, if the you know, I'm sure JB will talk about this as well, but if the you know, the Big 12 breaks up, you know, I don't think any major conference is going to want Kansas, but Kansas is an absolute, like, monster in college basketball. So, you start thinking, like, maybe if we can match up, like, all the big-time basketball schools, we could, you know, put something together and then maybe try to figure football out, like, as we go. I mean, I don't know. But uh, Kansas there, there would definitely be some some really big uh, basketball schools out there kind of ready that need to join a conference. Kansas yeah, will be like, the first yeah, team to be shot definitely. on.
2: Yeah, like, I think, as we say, like, when the Big 12 breaks
1: up. <laughs> yourself up with that one? No, I'm, I'm laughing at JB because I hear him saying, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I, I know exactly <laughs> what he's doing. He's not listening to a single thing. He's, so just, he's just waiting for yourself you to know, start talking so you can start talking. No,
2: I was yeah. actually about to start talking. I actually was listening because this is actually a really fun topic for me. Actually. But the Big 12, Actually, when it breaks up. Okay, yeah, actually. When the Big 12 <laughs> – the Big 12 breaks up, like Holt said, we're going to have, you know, I don't know how many schools, maybe six, eight schools that are going to be still intact, and I think those schools will stay together. That's when you're going to see some schools picked up from, you know, school at conferences like the American or the uh, Mountain West. So, obviously, the American is one conference I could see getting poached. I think, power six, JB. Uh, power
1: six.
2: Yep, power six. So, I could see uh, Cincinnati getting poached, uh Central Florida, South Florida, maybe Houston. Memphis, Houston, Memphis, and then. And Boston, even Boise State. And then Boise Sorry, State. Yeah, Boise State as well. Like, you're going to have a mixture of football and basketball, but that's probably their best chance to try to get at least some power in a non Power uh, Four conference, as what it would be in the future, Power Four. So, this will be their best chance to try to compete, to compete with one of the. Future
1: Power Four conferences. I'm the. I think I'm the only one out of y'all and probably everybody listening that would rather have more Central Florida-like teams compete with Power Five teams. Uh, right now, you don't. There's not. A, it's uh, it's almost impossible for a group of five team to get in the playoff. I mean, you're going undefeated. You might get top ten, but unless you beat a Power Five team that schedules you that's ranked, it's going to be really hard. And I just and outside of it being fair or not, I just I just wish there was an opportunity for them, and maybe that's a playoff expansion question, not a conference. I just don't want it to be where there's just more teams at the top that get more chances and less chances for teams that at the bottom that do well but don't get a chance.
2: Well, see, the way I think, that I would work it out is uh, you'd have four four power four conferences, obviously,
0: and I think eventually the
2: the uh, playoff is going to expand to potentially eight teams. So the way you work it out is you'll have four conference champions from those power four conferences and three out 3 at-larges from those four power four conferences. And then you'll take one school out of the non-power four, the best school, best highly ranked school out of that, and put it as the eight team into a future eighteen playoff.
3: What you got, Holt? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say that I think conference expansion is Definitely not good for schools like UCF and Houston and, you know, whoever – Boise State, whoever else you want to throw in there. Um, Just because teams are going to have to add probably an extra conference game. I think, you know, the SEC and ACC are probably going to have to go to nine games if they have 16 teams, most likely. And then not to mention whoever – a lot of those schools are going to have to play out of conference. They're probably going to want to play at least one power five team out of conference. And that's, you know, that's just limiting the opportunities for someone like that And when someone plays one of those non-Power 5 games, they're looking for an easy win, so they're not going to want to schedule someone who they think can beat them. So, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be really tough for them. As far as the playoff expansion, um, you know, I'm not, like, totally opposed to it. I think we talked about this a lot last year. Um, You know, to me, I don't think it's going to make a difference. You know, like, if you had had an 18 playoff last year, it still would have been Alabama and Clemson in the finals. You know what I mean? And I don't think it's really gonna change as far as like determining a champion. But Central Florida last year would have been in the playoffs given an eight team playoff, right? Or would it would have been close. I can't I know... remember what they were ranked last year, but most of the eighteen playoff formats have like a slot for a non power five team. Yeah. So I guess it just depends. Like I don't know if they were actually ranked in the top eight or not. Two remember. years ago
1: when they were undefeated, they weren't. So it was like, a, it was crazy. People were talking about expanding, but even then they still wouldn't have gotten into the. Yeah. Uh,
3: but, but just player. like I'm saying, most of the expansion models that people have out there have one slot, the eighth slot for uh, the best group of five team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you're just, you're at such a disadvantage right now because the, the revenue just doesn't match up. And it just, it kind of feeds up on, it, on itself because the teams that are in the power conferences that have more revenue are able to, Build better facilities and have more resources. Recruit better, better coaches. It's just it kind of it's like a you you can't get out of it out of the yeah. the grind if you're not a power five team right now. But that's okay. Um, well, uh,
3: still still watch some Mac Mack and right Holt. That's right, dude. I'm always gonna watch the college football. It doesn't matter who's playing.
1: Where are we at right now, Holt? You were talking about doing the countdown, but I don't think we're a hundred days out yet.
3: No, I think we're at 110 as recording, so probably 109, 108 as you're listening to this. JB, would you be ready for college football to start
1: right right now tomorrow?
2: Absolutely, I would. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, we're about to go into the uh, you know the dead months, in my opinion. Uh, when you got baseball regular season from June to August, you know that's the middle of the season. They're playing every day, and they play so many games. So like every game is not as meaningful as it is in football. So, like, I'm just I'm just bored those three months until September. I mean, you don't really pay attention to baseball except the first two months of the season when it starts and then the last month and then the playoffs. But June, July, and August, uh, no one really cares. And that's just when it's the de- most dead period in sports. So, yeah, I, I, I wish we had something else to watch.
1: I'm kind of enjoying uh, baseball more this year. So, I kind of – I'm okay with waiting. I know that's uh, sacrilegious on the show, but – I'm okay with waiting for right now. Um, I kinda like um the build up to college football, so I kinda don't mind right now at least. I'm not like just counting down the days right now. I think when yeah. you get into like the fourth of July that, or even build up before the fourth of July is when I start to really want to watch football. But well that's yeah. part of what
3: makes it so great is the fact that you have to wait like so long for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the fact that it, like if they played like year round or whatever, they played like eight months out of the year, like it just wouldn't be the same because you you weren't deprived of it for so long, you know what I mean? It's kind of like which is you know, a, the fact that it's there's so few opportunities to just sit down and watch college football for a whole day, you know. It's probably what makes it so great. Which is another question I have about the XFL um,
1: starting next year. They're starting in February, right after the Super Bowl, kind of like the um, whatever they. <laughs> League that just, just expired was called – I forgot already what it was called, American something. Alliance, um, Alliance of American Football or American – I always somebody always calls it AAC, and I always think it's like an American Athletic Conference for a second, but it's not that <laughs> – <laughs> we're, we're Power Six, baby. We don't fold. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I don't understand why they're starting in February instead of like the June or July right before um, – right before the regular NFL regular season, but that's another topic altogether. Um, so Holt, you mentioned that um, going to four power conferences or consolidating into four super conferences. Um, what that's going to look like for the schedule is you're going to have what, 16 teams in per conference. So are you going to have a chance for out of conference games? That's question one. Question two, uh, what's a conference champion going to look like? Cause every, everybody's not going to be able to play every single team in your conference. So, you could have yeah. a chance. You could have a situation where there's two teams under, or more than two teams undefeated, in a conference, but you still have to have a conference champion. champion so I don't know how that's going to work out.
3: Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's the the tricky part, honestly. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about pods. I think JB said something kind of similar to that earlier. But if you had 16 teams, you could do like a little four team, like mini divisions. Yeah. And so obviously you would play everyone the three the three other teams in your in your pod or whatever, and then. You would play, you know, however many other teams, depending on how many conference games you have. And then it kind of figures itself out that way. So you kind of like a 14 playoff at the end of the season to determine the conference champion. I think, you know, obviously that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be um, exciting. But I mean, there's just, there's so many different ways you can go about it and I think, you know, each conferences would want to do it differently. Um, it, it really just depends. Uh, you know, I know I've kind of had my thing for a while where I think everyone should play uh, like the same like four teams every year and then everyone else rotates. So that way you you get to play everyone and, you know, you get to go on the road to every stadium, you know, over the course of every three or four years. You know, I just think that's better than the way they do it right now. And I, I just – I'm kind of done with divisions too. I mean, even if we don't – even if there's no expansion soon, I'm still kind of just ready to get over divisions.
1: When we talk about
3: conference realignment for the SEC specifically – um, what
1: gets mentioned a lot is let's just kick out Vanderbilt and add a good football team. JB, do you want to do that? Do you want to kick out Vanderbilt, add Clemson?
2: No, I am not all for kicking out anybody Bullshit. in the SEC. Bullshit.
1: Is that only because Vanderbilt beats Tennessee regularly now?
2: No, I made it abundantly clear before this podcast that I will never, ever consider <laughs> kicking out anybody in the SEC because these are all loyal schools. So uh, you uh, throw this over to somebody else because I'm not playing with you.
1: <laughs> oh, so you want to keep it because of the academics, right?
2: I mean, I think Vanderbilt brings other stuff to the table. We're not just talking football either. I mean, we're, yeah. we get. Oh JB!
3: We're national title contender. They're a national title contender in, in baseball, and they, you know, they've had some really solid basketball teams. You know, but I mean, but, uh, it did one day. Like are, yeah, football ahead, is hold. the only football yeah. is the only sport that makes. But that's why we were talking about Kansas yeah. earlier. Like, yeah. the football is the only sport that like really matters if we're talking it's about the, like money.
1: Yeah, it's the only, only thing that drives everything else. Yeah. The difference in football revenue versus every other – besides cross-country revenue is, is quite significant.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: so Those but Cross-country runners, they, yeah. <laughs> they know how to get that money. <laughs> Bounce I, them checkbooks.
2: Will, but we're talking about revenue here. I'll tell you the two schools that I – in a perfect scenario that I would want to have added to the SEC when the realignment comes. First school would be Oklahoma because, one, you're getting a blue blood school – blue blood status. You get another blue power to play in that conference. They're also solid all around. They're really good. They're good in baseball. They're good in basketball, really good in softball, just all around really good school academics are really good too. And you also are adding the Oklahoma city and Tulsa TV markets. And then that they would be on the Western fringe. And that also adds another state, Oklahoma. And then on the Eastern side, I would add North Carolina. So then in that instance, you would add a blue blood and basketball uh, they're also really solid academics. They're probably one of the best academic schools, state schools in the country by far. And uh, you'd also be adding the Charlotte market and the Raleigh-Durham TV markets and adding the entire state of North Carolina. So that, to me, those are the two best schools you can add to the school, add to the conference I, in a perfect scenario. A lot of
3: people don't talk about North Carolina, but I agree with you on that. Like I, I think like a lot, a lot of us hear about, uh, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, And, you know, a lot of people talk about Florida State and Clemson, but like we talked about, you know, if there's already an SEC school in that state, you can pretty much cross the school off the list. But uh, I really agree about North Carolina. I think that would fit really well. I just, you know, I don't know how much of a commitment they make to football, and I think that would probably have to be like a a selling point for North Carolina if they wanted to join the SEC. I think they'd have to be willing to prove that they're willing to spend money on, on facilities and coaches and everything and obviously we know what they bring in basketball and that would be great you know for kentucky to have like another there to be like another true blue blood in the sec besides kentucky because i mean there there's some good basketball programs but uh nothing quite to the level of kentucky and it would be good to have some someone else to kind of class up the uh the basketball uh you know is in the sec but uh yeah, I, I definitely agree. North Carolina is a school that I like a lot. Obviously, Oklahoma speaks for itself, and you know, like we talked about earlier, if we could get Oklahoma without Oklahoma State, that'd be great. Exactly. They could, um, they could sell sell the SEC. I guess what's
1: the name? Uh, Greg Sankey. They could sell North Carolina. Could sell. Remember um, them getting all about into money. the. They could sell him getting into the SEC and just tell them that they'll like rehire Bush Bush Davis and they'll be good <laughs> in football again. Yeah. Well we good. Uh um, they already
3: got their uh, NCAA stuff uh the last, you know, a couple of years ago so they can just be like, yeah, look, see, you know, we're cheating. We're cheating we know how drive. to cheat.
1: We know how to cheat.
2: <laughs> and you got to remember, you got to remember what drives realignment is money and power. And yeah, when you add Oklahoma and, and North Carolina, you're adding other states and you're adding more TV markets. So the SEC is getting richer and the SEC is already rich enough as it is. You add those two, you're getting even richer. And then with North Carolina, that, school, that state has a lot of talent, but none of those players stay in state because they're getting poached by nearby SEC programs. But if North Carolina could just step it up in football and actually, you know, put the same kind of resources and money they put into basketball, North Carolina could be a power. Like, I, I don't know if I would call them a sleeping giant, but they could easily be a respectable football program if they just started yeah. taking it more seriously because there's plenty of talent yeah. in that state.
3: Exactly. Yeah, there's been a lot of great, uh, SEC athletes that came out of the state of North Carolina. Georgia recruits Um, really well in North Carolina right now. Yeah, Georgia, Florida, um, a bunch of teams, and Virginia as well. So, I mean, if they could sell that – and a lot of the reason why those kids want to leave is because they want to play in SEC, and it would be a lot easier for North Carolina to keep those guys in state if they could sell that SEC, you know, brand and basically say, hey, you're going to come play in the best conference in college football. You know, I think that could definitely help them out a lot. And um, I think it would build a kind of a – A good rivalry with South Carolina, too. I think that would be kind of like a natural rivalry there. I know they played a couple years ago or maybe even been last year. Um, You know, I think that would be – I think North Carolina is actually a really good option. Ironically,
1: North Carolina is a very good academic school, despite their basketball players not going to class in, like, (laughs) 20 years or whatever it is, Um, which is another (laughs) crazy point altogether is how they even – got by the boy or got skated skated by without getting any sanctions or anything against them. I, I guess that goes back to your point, JB, is them being uh, powerhouse in basketball. boy's not going to come down hard on them, just like they're not going to come hard down on Duke. Um, another point, though, Holt, is that we are talking about you want North Carolina, but you also said you missed the rivalries that go away with conference realignment with, like, Texas AM and and Texas. You do realize that with... Getting North Carolina out of the ACC, you're you potentially taking away North Carolina-Duke rivalry. However, well,
3: I mean that, that basketball they'd still play. Basketball yeah. they, they just wouldn't play be three times. like late in the season. Yet. Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't have uh, the situation where they play like in the commerce tournament, you know, and yeah. then no twice in the Yeah, they'd probably just play one game a year, and it would be in the kind of non-conference, like, non-conference, like before, kind of you know. like Kentucky and Louisville do now. Yeah. yeah, and f- football, I don't even know if it's really that big of a rivalry in football. I mean, I'm sure oh, nice. they still play, but I don't think I mean, I mean, don't think teams care as much as they do. I mean, they definitely don't care as much as they do in basketball, but I don't think it's like a heated football rivalry, but, I, I mean, I could be mistaken. Got Daniel Jones and David Cutcliffe coming at you. Yeah, you got to watch out for those Cutcliffe quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> Man, Cutcliffe back in the SEC, I never thought I'd see the day. Well, I, I definitely didn't think after he said no to Tennessee, I thought it was his dream school, JB. But – it is what it is. Um, all right, so Oklahoma and North Carolina is the two finalists. Um, West Virginia and Virginia Tech get talked about a lot. Which ones would you two prefer? I'll start with you, Holt, and then you can J.B. go after them.
3: Uh, I mean, between those two, I would prefer Virginia Tech, but, I mean, I think West Virginia is kind of a, you know, maybe an under-talked-about school that I think is a real possibility. I mean, obviously the Big 12 blows up. They're going to be looking for a new home. I think the ACC – could be a good fit for them. Um, I don't know if the Big Ten would take them or not just because the Big Ten is kind of snooty about their academics, and I don't think West Virginia is a very academic-rich school. Um, But I think West Virginia could possibly be a good fit in the SEC um, just because they're usually pretty consistent in, in football and basketball, the two most important sports. And their fan base is absolutely rabid, which I'm very much in favor of. But uh, between those two, I still like Virginia Tech the most. I just, you know, I just think they've got a great tradition. And, you know, obviously they played for a national championship back in the 90s. So they're very serious about football. And I think joining the SEC could help them out a lot, recruiting the state of Virginia and maybe some Big Ten country out there that could really help uh, bring some more talent to the SEC and some more eyeballs. JB, what you got?
2: Culturally, uh, West Virginia is definitely the better fit for the SEC, but if we're going to talk about uh, money and just academics, it, I would go with Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech sports and West Virginia sports, you know, you, you compare the two head-to-head. It's kind of apples and oranges. They're both fairly even. Both of them have some good, have had great football programs. Uh, West Virginia has, has had some better basketball teams. Uh, baseball, I mean, they're probably about even. West Virginia is top 25 ranked this year, though, which is surprising. I would not expect them to play as good a baseball in Morgantown, but they're good there. But, I mean, I like both, but academics in West Virginia are absolutely horrendous compared to Virginia Tech. Theirs are really good. And the SEC has always had a reputation of not having the best academics. So, and and I'm definitely more in favor of going to Virginia Tech because you're adding some good sports. You're also adding the Richmond and – Charlottesville-Virginia markets, and you're also getting a pretty solid uh, uh, athletics program as well. So Virginia Tech, to me, would be the clear-cut favorite over West Virginia.
1: It's funny to me that everyone talks about Virginia Tech or West Virginia, and nobody ever mentions Virginia. But Virginia, besides football, obviously, they're not as good. But besides football, they're better than West Virginia and Virginia Tech in all other sports.
3: I don't think Virginia. I don't think Virginia. This may surprise y'all, but I don't think Virginia wants to join the SEC. I think they're, uh, yeah, I think they're one of those schools that's like we're above all that. They're too good. Yeah, like they're also they're they're down there. Like they're good at sports, but they're not very smart, and we don't want to be associated with them because we're way smarter than them.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think getting North Carolina out of the ACC is gonna be kind of tough too. Uh, Yeah, no, I, I do as
3: well. I think what's most likely to happen. Uh, is that they would add Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, or they would add Oklahoma and Virginia Tech? Um, yeah. I think well, Virginia Tech would be more likely to leave the ACC, the ACC than North Carolina would be. Well, I think you could also probably get West Virginia. If we're talking about like how it's truly
1: how we think it's going to happen, is the ACC is going to stay strong, but Big Twelve is going to be the one that's going to break up. So you could say West Virginia and Oklahoma, or Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, whichever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think but it's it's at
1: the be same time
3: if there was a school looking uh, to maybe jump ship, like when all the realignment's going on would be the best time to do it. Um, You know, like while there's a lot of change, that would be the best time to say like, hey, like we – if we want to join the SEC, we need to do it like right now. You know what I mean? Kind of a situation. I I don't know like how the contracts are with, the, you know, with the conferences and how tough those are to get out of and stuff like that. I I have no idea. But, you know, I I definitely think that even – even though the Big Twelve maybe the conference breaking up, there might be a couple teams in some other conferences thinking like if we're gonna make a change now's a good time to do it. Yeah.
1: We shall see. It should be interesting. Um people talk about it all the time, so I'm not really holding my breath, waiting for it to happen because it just people act like it's gonna happen next year,
3: every single year. No. So I think I it's just... probably I don't know exactly when the Big 12's next like uh I don't know, like, like I don't know if it's like a contract that's up or something, but I've always heard like twenty, twenty five, or twenty, twenty six, something like that. I think when it was all going down, when um,
1: who who was the first to move out of Big Twelve? Like whenever I guess Nebraska, Missouri yeah. moved out. Whenever that was all going down, that was that was so fun to me to watch because I think it was TCU who like first accepted an invite to the Big East, and then like a week later accepted an invite to the Big Twelve because all, everybody got poached from the Big 12. So I just think it was fun to watch. And this is, I would say it's pre, I think it was pre-Twitter, or at least it was pre when Twitter was big, or in my mind it was. So I think it'd be fun watching it live on Twitter now, how quick yeah. it would happen.
3: No, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's something that it's always fun to talk about. I mean, that's just because there's so many different things that can happen, and you start thinking about what the schedule could look like and, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of fun to talk about. Yeah. It is. Is it finally Tom Holt and JB for Rapid Fire? Uh, I'm ready. Unless JB's got something else he wants to say.
2: I'm ready. Rapid Fire is one of my favorite segments. Who is under the fire to not hold?
3: Uh, That would be our good friend and host or our friend who's also the host, JB or uh, Alex whatever his name is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> God damn. I'm, tra- I'm, tra- I'm trying to open the apps the the notes app on my phone and I was just like I totally like checked out there for a second I apologize no, I totally yeah, we,
2: we had a uh, one of our uh, followers tweeted us that said one of our hosts is not getting enough rapid fire that host is now under the gun tonight who who
1: was the follower that follower would be my girlfriend <laughs> oh, look at you JB Starts in the DMs. Should I see how it goes down Twitter, JP. You do. <laughs> also, hold. I. I don't think. I don't think it is. But every time I see Brian from Kennesaw, I think that's our friend, our boy up in whatever it is, Rome. <laughs> 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 JP you you know what we're
3: talking about while you live? No, he doesn't. No, no <laughs> that, that, that is kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> JP has like no clue what we're, what we're talking about. <laughs> I always kinda think like, that's him because
2: that's, like, going to see Borat, Alex.
1: Yeah, what are we much, laughing at? Much <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you look at the picture, it does kind of look like your friend for a second. No, not really. Well, maybe not. I, I've only seen him, like, two or three times, though, in fairness. <laughs> but, I mean, that just, that sounds like something your friend would say, like, on Twitter. Like, yeah. I don't know if he no, just, like, does. was trying to mess with us. <laughs> like, this is Brian from mm-hmm. Kennesaw. Maybe that's, like, a parody for, like, whoever calls him the fine bomb. That's what it sounds like, too. Probably. Shout right, out to Brian so from all. Yeah,
3: I hope he listens. He definitely yeah. tweets at us a lot. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, have to,
1: we'll have to tweet him.
3: We'll, we'll tweet at him. Damn. Okay, right. Alex, are yeah. you ready? <laughs> I'm ready.
2: <laughs> all right, who wants to go first? You want to go first, hold or let me do by set? No,
3: you go, you go first.
2: All right, you got it. All right, Alex, are you ready?
3: I am
1: ready.
2: Okay, first question. What is your favorite John Mayer song?
1: Slow dance in a burning room.
2: Good choice. All right. Mexican or Italian food? If you had to choose one. Mexican. Yes or no. Was Maximus Security robbed of his victory in the Kentucky Derby? Uh, yes. Ford or Chevy?
1: Mm, I
2: don't know. It's <laughs> in reference to that. We, we had last week. Remember, you heard about what, oh the yeah shooting. Yeah, I'll say argument between two rednecks over Ford and Chevy.
1: I'll say Chevy.
2: Good call. All right. Lastly, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, the Zodiac Killer, and Charles Manson are all on a condemned island. Who is the last one standing?
1: Charles Manson, Ted Bundy, and who? Uh,
2: the Zodiac Killer and Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: Um. Ted Bundy.
2: All right, your turn,
1: Holt. You know it's funny, JB? As I thought, you're gonna do like a fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> I, <did too. laughs> I, like, I did too. I was like, damn, that'd been a good one, JB. <laughs> I
3: was about to Google their pictures to see what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, all all right. right, all right. Well, I got, a, I got a lot of them, so I guess we'll try to get through them pretty quick. This uh, is a wrap of our... Favorite sports movie.
1: Mmm. Old Durham.
3: Would you rather see Memphis win a national championship in basketball or football? Basketball. Best fast food biscuit?
1: Mm, ooh, sorry, man. That's going to have to be a Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit.
3: Yeah. Wow.
2: Biscuit. Uh, we're talking about biscuits only. Well,
3: yeah, I just just like, no, I just mean the biscuit. Oh, if we're talking about biscuits and Bojangles. <laughs> man, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think, I like. I love Chick-fil-A's chicken, but I think their biscuits are a little bit overrated. Yeah,
1: their their biscuits There's leave a lot
2: left to be desired. Yeah, all right. And I
3: just want to give a shout out to Popeyes because I was eating a Popeyes biscuit when I when I thought of this question. Oh, the buttery biscuits are pretty good from Popeyes, but yeah, those are good. All right. Would you rather see uh, University of Memphis win a national championship in basketball, or the Grizzlies win the NBA finals? <laughs> Memphis Tigers. Uh, if you were a high school senior again, what SEC school would you go to if you could go to anyone?
1: Mm. Like, they're, that's funny. they're, all,
3: they're all offering you a cross country scholarship. Okay.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, money, money, if money's coming to play in it might be different. Hmm. I don't know. It could be in between Auburn, Alabama, LSU, and Florida. And that's a lot. So, um, I'd probably say. This is rapid fire. Uh, Auburn.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I wow. was, that was wow. quick. Why
1: wow, Auburn? Why wow, Auburn? Um, well, I think it's I think it's a good football school and it'd be a lot of fun and it's not Alabama and it's in the South still and not dumb. Like no offense LSU, that's what I think about LSU.
3: Whatever. <laughs> I think LSU would be fun though. All right, top three Adam Sandler movies. Uh, Happy Gilmore,
1: uh, Big Daddy, and. The yeah. mm. No. Big Daddy, Happy Gilmore, and 51st uh, Dates. Yeah, oh man. I can't think of the third so one. It's not, but not, it's not, what's, what's the third one? I don't know. No Mine was the Water Boy. Oh, Boy, Actually, the Boy. I changed my yeah, mind I can but... think of them all
3: Yeah, that was That would have been my theory It would have been uh, Big Daddy, Happy, Go, More in Those were uh, back back-to-back-to-back
1: back, Though, weren't they?
3: I don't know they, like, they all came out When I was a kid So I, I feel like They all came out At like, the exact same time Dude, we got Big Daddy And my mom Maybe returned it Because she, she saw me Watching it once It was a bad movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: My um, mom was the same way She did not like me Watching Big Daddy Yeah, it was the best time. It was it's a Hooters
3: girl I guess she <laughs> Don't go to the frozen frozen food section, your boobs will harden. <laughs> You're looking really horrific. <laughs> what happened to Sid's five year plan?
1: Don't die. <laughs> hey, old man river, beat it out, break your neck. <laughs> I'd like to see you try.
3: <laughs> uh what's a place you'd like to visit? Mm, the Caribbean? Favorite type of pizza. Probably pepperoni as lame as that sounds. This one's going to get you in trouble. Most overrated southern food. Ooh. um, Maybe grits.
2: I'm actually with
3: that. Yeah, I'm with you on that, honestly. I think it's probably sacrilege for a lot of people, but I just don't really like grits that much. I don't
1: that place, 12 Bones, that I had had some really good grits. They were like done right, though. Were, yeah. There was some cheese in there, some butter, and all that stuff. It was pretty
3: yeah. Good. I, I've like definitely need cheese and butter in my grits, like 100%. Yeah. Uh, favorite country singer? Right now, um, it might be
1: Dustin Lynch. Either him or Thomas Strabb. Least favorite country singer? Um. Who's the one that sings, um, I drive your truck. Lee Bryce. Lee Bryce? Yeah, I like some of the man. songs, but that, that one is not good.
3: I can, I can, I can live with that one. I like, ballads. I like
1: Lee Bryce. Well, I mean, there's a lot of good country singers, a lot of bad ones, too. I don't know, I can't think of too many bad ones, though. Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. No, nah, he's the best, he's one of the best, man. You're going to take him back. Uh,
3: man, I just thought of one that I really, oh, uh, Sam Hunt. I think Sam you Hunt's don't. terrible. Oh, uh, well, he's yeah. not, I, like, I don't know if he's really country. Oh, but he, they play him on country stations. So,
1: I mean, he is country, but like he he like raps and talks during. Yeah, so it's like I he's know. like trying I to talk you
3: talk you to sleep. Yeah, the, I, I hate. Like I hate his music. Like I don't understand why people like him. But I actually I actually like Luke Bryan more than Sam Hunt. Sam Hunt's just terrible. I like some of Sam Hunt songs though, but not like a lot of them. All right, what's number one on your sports bucket list?
1: Mm, probably going to like a big SEC
3: game, like the Iron Bowl or something like that. Favorite University of Memphis athlete of all time? Mm,
1: It could be either Penny or Derrick Rose. I thought you were going to say D'Angelo. I thought you were going to say Keith Lee. No, I mean, I can't remember Keith Lee. It could be D'Angelo. It could be D'Angelo. I like D'Angelo, but I still have to say the basketball. Isaac Bruce. I said, first, uh Stephen Koskowski. <laughs> I was I was telling somebody this weekend. Uh, he was a Patriots fan. I was like, "Yeah, we got you got our boy Kaskowski," and he was like, "Yeah, didn't you all have like the kicker in the Eagles?" I was like, "Yep, kicker you."
3: <laughs> um, most underrated fast food restaurant, Arby's. Yeah, I feel like that's like probably the easy. That's the one I was thinking of when I asked that. But yeah. Like, I mean, because I feel like all the other ones are pretty properly rated, but people always sleep on RVs for some reason. Best best Twitter account, though, is Wendy's. Oh, yeah. 100%. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Biscuits or cornbread? Oh, that's that's always a tough one. Um,
1: I'm going to say biscuits because I trust more biscuits than I trust cornbread.
3: Yeah. that That's almost exactly how I feel. Like, I, like good cornbread, I like more than a good biscuit, but, yeah. like... I feel like a bad biscuit is a million times better than bad cornbread. Yeah. Um, all right, that's all I got.
2: I got one more for you, Alex. Favorite TV sitcom.
3: That's easy.
1: Oh, right, it's it's New West uh,
3: Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, it's it probably is Fresh Friends. Also, because I don't I don't watch it Like sometimes I think Friends is because I watch Friends on Netflix, but every time I. Just randomly turn on fresh Prince on TV, I find it on TV. I'm like, man, this is a really good show. why not, why not go away from the show? They, they, they stopped playing on Nick at Night that's the problem. That's a shame. I know, and we still they still haven't seen our petition. Netflix has, has seen a petition for Net, uh, fresh Prince.
3: yeah kids these days aren't going to be able to grow up falling asleep to uh will and Jeffrey and Carlton do you um do you follow Will Smith on Instagram? No, I don't well I just see tweet a lot of funny stuff. Or well,
1: he's on Instagram. He's on Instagram. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's really cool on Instagram. I think he's still
3: pretty cool and funny. Yeah, but what about his son? You think his son's spoiled? I think his son is trying to be too different. I don't, I don't really like it. Yeah, everyone says he, that he spoils his son too much, but I don't know, that's true or not. That's just what people say. I mean, his son, I think his son's trying to do a lot of stuff because I think he's got some kind of non-profit going, which is great, but.
1: I just think his son's trying to be, like, too unique and different, which is I guess there's nothing wrong with being unique and different, but I, he's doing it just for the sake of being different. Yeah. But also, I don't know. He's probably, like, 10 years younger than me at least. Yeah, for, for nice. sure. But,
3: the, probably not a very cool guy. Probably not someone I'd want to get a beer with and talk uh, Southern food and college football with. Yeah. Well, let's talk
1: offline, but um, over the the wedding weekend, I did meet a fellow podcaster who – Um, probably has the same kind of numbers we do, uh, but they do Skype versus anchor. So
3: probably don't have as many texts as we do. That's right. Yeah. Sorry for, uh, if y'all have made it this far, first of all, God bless you, but, uh, (laughs) bless your heart. (laughs) If, uh, yeah, I, I know our sound quality isn't great, but I feel like we make up for it by not having ads. So you have to deal with like a little bit of bad quality but at least you don't have ads you know we're not up here telling you how awesome ZipRecruiter is or some shit or like I don't know uh, and like Blue Apron and stuff like those ones that sponsor like every podcast in the world yeah but man if I
1: ever am getting video, I sure do make sure I make sure I get it at Blue Apron (laughs) 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 have you ever listened to those radio shows and like you don't you don't think they're like they're just talking to you like yeah but man, I gotta tell you, I got the best sleep last night on the sleep number bed. You know, you could set the <laughs> you can set your own comfort level whether you want it it's really soft or really hard. And it's just like they go on and on I'm like, is oh this an atomist too right now? They just sneak this one in on me. It's just how it goes, man. They get you. They get you. So I bought me a sleep bed this weekend.
3: <laughs> yeah. I heard one uh today for like me undies, have y'all heard of them? No, what's it called? They've like the most it's called me undies. It's like an underwear like thing. Oh. And okay. they've got like the just Like, I mean, like, their ads are just so, like, gross. Like, they're basically just talking about, like, you know, it feels really good on your balls and, like, all this other stuff. And, you know, it's just really, I don't know. It just, it feels really weird having, like, a really professional person trying to, like, sound professional reading it. (laughs) they, like, say testicles? Like, an underwear ad. I can't remember exactly. No, it was, like, a they used, like, a metaphorical term. Like, I don't know. I, I wish we get, like, was. JB reading off, like, something about the balls. <laughs> That's actually, like, just enough reason. We need to call me on news and see if they'll let JB read one of their ads. <laughs> Let's give, just give them 30 minutes of JB talking about something. <laughs> That's, like, proof. <laughs> <laughs> Sample. All right. Well, it's I think we've, we've reached the point of the podcast where we're just, like, talking about random shit now. Yeah. It's been real, guys. But has it been real fun? I think so. All right, peace.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another outstanding episode of the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. Be sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SEC Slow Smoked. Spread the good word on this podcast like the chili and cheese on your fries. If you like this podcast, tell a friend, because there's plenty to go around. Oh, yeah.